0: You're listening to Fueled by the Outdoors podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe, tell us what you think in the comment section, and leave us a review. I just hammered a good one. Oh. Dropping.
1: Yes. Asher. Shot, huh?
0: Never
2: seen that deer before.
1: It's a tough pill to swallow after having that deer at 18 yards. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Chris Leppert. I'm joined by Josh Luck. How's it going, dude?
2: Going well. How are you doing?
1: Oh, not too bad. Ready to watch Tom Brady work his magic, hopefully, tonight. But uh figured we'd spend a little time together and chat about some more gear tonight. I know you couldn't get enough of me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds good. I do I do think we'll see playoff time. I think they're going to pull off a win.
1: My <clears throat> dude's tough. So that's my
2: that's my prediction.
1: Uh, I'd like to start this off by saying there were a few items at the ATA that we didn't mention because I didn't check them out. You know, it's kind of we so for those of you that listen to our our podcast on the gear from the ATA, I want to let you know how that went down. So you have an understanding. Uh, Josh had the idea to do a breakdown of the gear that I checked out at the ATA with our buddy Aaron. And so we literally just said, okay, let's sit down and do this, and went off my memory. I did not go in there with a plan to do this podcast. Therefore, I didn't take notes and record everything and all that. So that is why... We didn't mention some other things because if it wasn't a point of my interest or, or, you know, I didn't get to see it or whatever, then clearly we're not going to bring it up because Chris didn't remember it. Also, you get to know me better or listen to our podcast more. I forget some things from time to time. Josh would vouch for that.
2: So, oh, yeah. and, and I wasn't at the UTA. So, yeah. I only saw a lot of stuff online and, and heard some stuff from you. So there, there were some things that got left out that we did not mean to leave out. Um, so we'll probably hit on some of those items that were left out and then, then go over some, some new stuff.
1: Yep, some things that were dropped before the ATA but after our Mobile Hunters Expo and then things that are being dropped this week. I don't know what it is about this week, but so many companies today are going live with all these new items, and I thought, man, I don't know if it's just the kind of rollover from the ATA or what, it's like a Cyber Monday or something.
2: Yeah, I actually think, so along those lines, there there's some companies that are releasing items this week, right after all the hype of the ATA. Um, they're going you know, online, dropping these new products. I, I think we might see this more often. The companies that are dropping new items, they were not at the ATA. Um, that could be for, for various reasons, but I, the attendance as far as vendors has been down ever since, um, COVID hit. So I, yep. I feel like we might see this more often. I agree. Still do it, still do it the same week as the ATA where all the hype is around the new products, but we'll probably see more and more people stay at home and, and do some online marketing with it. So yep. but that's just, that's my thought.
1: Yep. All right. Why don't you go ahead and lead us off brother
2: okay so i guess to start this off some a couple products um, from xop that we forgot to uh, mention last time and there's been a lot of talk about them are, are there sticks that they came out with yeah um i i gotta tell you i haven't seen them in person and i know you had stopped at the xop booth but didn't get a chance to see them or check them I, out in person I,
1: I saw them i just it, again, it wasn't a point of my interest. So I, I was thinking about that today. I said, man, how did I not do, you know, that was kind of a bigger thing, but I think everybody had latitudes sticks on the brain. Mm-hmm. And that I went there and once I saw them, it, it was almost like, well, I don't care about any other stick or, you know, whatever. So <laughs> it was, it was one of those things where I just kind of shut everything else out when it came to a climbing stick. So um, I did see them. They look cool. But aside from that, I didn't touch them. I didn't, um, you know, climb on them or anything like that. Um, But they look slick. I know they, a lot of people said they resemble the tethered one sticks. Um, I think I'm not messing that up anyways. Um, and, And, I mean... I guess I would agree to an extent, but the one thing I would like to caution people on, or just kind of explain if they're violating any kind, if they're infringing on any kind of patent or anything, if anybody's going to let them know it's tethered like they'll, And I've heard from multiple companies, actually, I know they get a bad rap, but I've heard from multiple companies that they have talked to people at shows or whatever, and you know, somebody would have a platform or something that they were going to drop. And, um, you know, a guy from tethered, whoever, I don't know who it was, but, uh, was looking at it and he's like, Hey, um, you know, this, this kind of going against some patents here. Let me show you why, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, you're good. Right. So, um, no, no harm, no foul, no ill will towards either company. Just want to kind of, throw that out there for people to have a a better educated um, understanding of companies and everything. There's a lot of crap. I mean, people talk shit online all the time. I'll just say it. And this past probably 10 days or so has been terrible. Uh, XOPs cut a lot of hell. I think Tethered catches hell all the time. And uh, I don't know those people. Um, but I know that when I hear a story that contradicts everything that people say online um from a trustworthy person, then you know, I can go with that more than just somebody behind a keyboard. So just wanted to throw it out there. If they were, you know, going against any patents, they'd know about it. So
2: they're just fine. Yeah, if there is any patent infringement, you're not gonna see those on the market. So right. I mean that's that's how it is. So I guess I guess we'll start with that stick. I don't know the exact name. I just I think Randy in some of his videos has called it their one stick. Okay. Um, so the, that one single stick has a small platform on the top and bottom. It is, I believe it's coming in at $129 per stick. Um, so I don't know how that compares to some of the, like a tethered one stick or anything like that. I know people like to compare that. Actually, let, let me look that up. I forgot to look that up. What's that? The tethered one stick. Oh, okay. I meant to actually compare pricing. I've never been on Tethered's website here. Nope. Um, yeah, but the XOP sticks are coming in at one twenty nine. They are one point three pounds. Okay. Uh, which is which is a pretty light stick. Yeah. That's- um, it has a 350-pound weight rating. Jeez. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's pretty dang good.
1: They get 350 on just about everything. They they build some pretty strong stuff, man.
2: Yeah, and here's here's the kicker. They have a lifetime metal warranty. At least that's, that's what Randy and, and his crew were saying at the show. They have a lifetime warranty on this. Okay. Which is pretty dang good okay so the tethered tethered one stick i didn't realize they're on gen three um oh wow it's like it's uh, 139.99 okay i think that might be per stick it says up to three forty nine ninety nines, so that might be like a pack of three okay um so for those that are wondering prices um let's see if yes, there's um, okay, so the tethered one specs are 16 ounces, um, including Dynalite rope attachment. So that's that's pretty dang light, it's yeah. right out the pound there. 18 and a half inch total height, single one stick. It's 17 inches step to step, which I believe the XOP one stick. I think it's similar. I think it's 17 or 18 step to step. Um. The tethered one six are 300 pound rating that's huntering in gear. So, uh, some similarities. Uh, XOP, right? A little bit higher weight rating, a little cheaper, just a smidge heavier, and they have that lifetime warranty. So, um, pretty dang good, you know, from an outside perspective looking in.
1: Okay. So, so I feel like we're going to be able to get an answer on the name of that stick. It's called the reactor. The, the XOP stick. Oh,
2: yeah. Gotcha. It's called the reactor. reactor. Okay. I thought I saw that somewhere. I wasn't sure. I did
1: too, but I don't know where, (laughs) um, I would assume it was probably like a post or something, but, um, all right. So the XOP reactors, uh, are what we were referring to there. So, what yes. is next on our list, sir?
2: So just rounding out the XOP sticks, they also came out with their X2 climbing sticks. These, from what I had seen, those those intrigued me more than their one stick. Um, they're a little heavier. They're 1.5 pounds uh, per, per stick. But for anyone that's looking for a what seems to be a pretty dang good stick at a cheaper price, for a four pack of these sticks, they're one hundred seventy nine dollars. Jeez. Yeah, which I don't, I don't think anyone else comes close. I want to say I saw per stick they're charging like fifty five or something like that. Um. So it's and and that still comes with that lifetime metal warranty. Uh, it's eighteen inch step spacing on those sticks, and then I don't I don't know about this, but what they're saying is it has one of the largest standoffs on the market. One of the largest, if not Ooh. the largest. So Ooh, you have i feel no like attention. yeah, I feel like we need to we would need to compare that to like the EWO, the featherlight yeah. stick. Okay. Because those as far as standoffs and sticks, the EWO is probably it, it it's the best adjector. Yep. Um, I agree. But so I, I would be curious as to how those standoffs stack against the EWO. So yeah, 100. It's the same 350-pound weight rating. Four pack for 179 with that lifetime metal warranty. They're they're going to sell a lot of those sticks. Okay. Um, and I'll quickly round it off. I wasn't at as interested in their other sticks. Their X3 sticks. That's kind of how it sounds. It's a three-step stick. Um, the, the one thing they did with that, that's a little different is they have their offset bracket. And so the bracket kind of, kind of swivels, uh, because it's a longer stick. So on the shorter stick, it's, it's kind of like our, um, the other shorter sticks you see on the market where it doesn't have that swivel bracket. It's pretty okay. stiff. So that three step stick has offset brackets because they're longer and, and trees tend to kind of, it's hard to stick a longer stick on a, if especially you have a leaner right it's, it's harder to get that stick on there so i think that's why they kept that offset bracket okay um that is coming at that's 15 inches step to step too. um so a little bit shorter step height it's a three three pound stick uh that's three pounds per stick and then it's that'll be like 220 dollars for a four pack okay so i don't see them selling i mean it looks like a pretty good stick for those that like the longer sticks. Sure. Uh, I think their best seller is going to be the x 2s.
1: Dude, somehow people still buy those long sticks. I, I have no idea how or why, but I think what happens is people buy them because they've seen those. And then, like everybody else, they get the idea to cut them down and then they just sell them and buy <laughs> buy shorter sticks, buy the minis and all that.
2: I mean that's what I'm doing. I started with those original loan loss that are gigantic, and then I cut them down, and then now I will not be using longer sticks ever again. You'll be grabbing (laughs)
1: some slick sticks this this year, I'm sure. All right, what's next on
2: the agenda? Okay, another company I wanted to round off or kind of go back to that. We somehow forgot last time, but again, we didn't mean to. It was tethered. Um, so their new saddle, the lockdown saddle, was talked about quite a quite a bit. Yeah, I've I've never used the tethered saddle. Um, I currently run Latitude's method two, uh, but so I don't consider myself a minimalist. Chris, you might say different because I I like to. I run like the backwoods hitchhiker pack, a small pack, and. I don't I don't carry a lot in the woods with me, especially early season. So, it intrigued me um, because that lockdown saddle they got these two big big like built-in pouches on the side, mm-hmm. and then it's like a I can't remember the technical name, but it's like a full harness goes over the shoulders suspenders. and on the suspenders. Yeah, kind of like Weird. suspenders. I saw that. Um, so they made it modular. So on the on the um, back portion, you can add their predator pack to um, you know haul your platform in it and with those large pouches on the side it looks like you have enough room to like you know carry anything you could want even even the newer camera gear the smaller camera gear which fit in those just fine
1: dang that's pretty intriguing dude i again something that i saw walking through uh it wasn't on my list um i didn't stop in or anything probably should have but i just I only had so much time now next year we will see everything <laughs> when there won't be a limited amount of time. Uh, it did look pretty cool. And I heard from multiple people that it's one of the best saddles that they have personally tried. I don't know about comfort. I think it had, they didn't say, but talked like you, like all the gear storage and different things like that. Like that's pretty slick.
2: Yeah, my first thought when I saw it was like, "Ooh, like early season hunting." That oh, thing, yeah, yeah. Would be pretty slick. Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I, one of the big things people were talking about was um, I seen some of the tethered videos where they were talking about it, but the expanding bottom on the saddle. Yeah, it's like a it's like an elastic, so it you can you can pull it down, sit on it, so you have that larger. Saddle for for you know more room and more comfort. But does it expand and,
1: like the Cobra, the CGM Cobra?
2: Kind of, but but it's elastic, so it it'll go right back. Ooh. Like as soon as you lay okay. tension off, of it That's it'll, it'll cool. come right back. Yeah, man, and, good
1: th- for them. They like uh, so. I'm just gonna say this: I wasn't impressed with their Mantis, and I, I know that was like early on, right? um so they i mean props to them because we wouldn't be sitting here talking about gear if it, if not for tethered I'll I'll throw that out there and I I have this conversation with with a lot of guys uh within the mobile hunting industry community whatever you want to call it um you know they created a lot of this boom uh especially for the saddle community so I wasn't super impressed really though with either the Mantis or the Phantom I just didn't think they were you know all that, but everything you're describing sounds pretty badass. Uh, so that you know, good for them, good on them for coming up with something that innovative because uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: that's the first saddle there's that I've seen that I'd be like, oh, I, I think it'd be fun to play with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that kind of. Automatic elastic when you take pressure off of it and it goes back to its original size That was pretty slick and they did say in a lot of their videos that Over time it might wear out. Sure. So so they left it um, How do they describe it where the elastic is they made it so you can change it out? So if it ever wears out you can you can put new elastic in there and slide it on through Um, I'm assuming they would be selling the elastic and stuff for it, but they I mean they didn't shy around that. They was like, it's elastic, it's gonna wear out at some point. Good for them. That's yep. that's good. All right. And then that is I think they said three ninety-nine and it's gonna be available in like June.
1: Man, that's not bad. I mean, if that was just a saddle, I'd be like, dude, come on. But talking about all the gear storage and everything and uh, the sort of suspension we'll call it. Um, that's, all right, that's, that's, uh, that's good stuff.
2: All Uh, right. Just another quick mention. This came out before, um, before ATA, their fast pack, which comes in at like 350 bucks. I gotta be honest. I haven't looked much into their fast pack because not a lot of packs really intrigue my interest unless they have certain components to them yeah (laughs) it's another saddle uh pack i mean it's modular it looks like a lot of thought went into it as far as the pockets and storage and what you can add onto it um i mean it'd be a cool pack to play with
1: yeah i just i think we now that you killed that buck in kentucky you have a very very good understanding and that that was a place where we weren't way, way, way in deep, right? Like, no. if you're in deep, then you really get it. So, but anytime I have a conversation with somebody and they're like, oh, you should check this back out. Does it have a meat shelf? If, if no, then you can just not even waste any of your oxygen. We're <laughs> done right there. I got to haul me. If I can't haul me, it's literally a paperweight to me. So.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm getting. If it's, if there's some distance where you're going, a meat hauling capability is, yeah. is is a necessity. If it doesn't have it, like, I won't pay any attention to it. Now, yeah. if I'm kind of the opposite as far as like, if it's a short distance or a quick hunt, sure, I want, I personally want like a very small like kill yep. pack. Yep. I, um, I I actually want to play with that, uh, the push archery alpha pack. Yeah. I really want to play with that for early season. Just, just see what I can get away with.
1: I was thinking about, which I, I mean, I just, man, I don't hunt close hardly ever anymore. And uh, when I did though, the turkey vest with, for one sticking, I mean, I literally could fit everything I needed. And so when I saw the plateau pack, I was like, oh, that's literally what I'm doing. That is awesome. <laughs> Somebody did the same thing and they were like, hey, we should do this, which, you know, that's trophy line. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on the packs. If if you're close, I'm taking, I'm not taking a knife, I'm not taking anything. I'm gonna have my release range finder, camera gear, and headlamp, and we're done. Mm.
2: Pull up rope but you get it. Yeah, I think I think that kind of rounds out, um, unless you want to mention that site right now. Uh, yeah, I would love to.
1: Um, so I heard about this today. I think I saw a post on it and it kills me. I was talking to a gentleman who works with them, uh, Weston uh, from Trophy Line, I believe works with a company called Redline Hunting, And uh, he was describing some cool stuff, some quivers and everything. Um, And I almost asked him, hey, did you have any new sites come out? Because when I looked at them before, when I heard about the company, I looked at the sites, just didn't really, you know, get my goat, we'll say. Um, And I'm very, I have very picky taste when it comes to sites being in, Competition before and everything. I have certain expectations that some others might not even know to have. We'll say, but they came out with a new site, and it's crushing my soul that I didn't get to pester living hell about uh, out okay. of about it. So uh, I won't know all the specs, but um, what I can tell you is a little bit about it. Uh, so this is the Torch from Redline bow hunting. And essentially what it is, is it's designed like a single up pin, even though you technically have two separate pins in there. And what that allows for is you have, so you have two needles um, on your sight tape as well. So you have the ability to sight your top pin into your top needle and your bottom pin into your bottom needle and as you roll the slider, it's a slider sight, as you roll that knob forward and backward and that sight travels up and down, let's say your top pin's on 27 yards, your bottom pin would be on let's say 34 or you know, whatever. Um, You'll know that as you move the sight up and down. So that way, if the deer goes out, you know, a little further or whatever, you're not just kind of guessing where the hell that second pin that bottom pin is in relation to your top pin when you come off of your your main yardages we'll say like when you know when you're when your top pin is at 30 you know that 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 next one down is probably like 38 roughly you know we'll say depending on where you have it so um One of the things that I haven't seen yet are the axis adjustments, and it's not even on their website yet that I could find. Uh, I always look for first, second, and third axis adjustments, Um, but it it looks like a hell of a slick slider. And you can do uh, the dovetail, which is basically the sight bar um, that you can adjust in and out uh, far farther away from your bow or closer, we'll call it. And then you have um, the regular. I forget what it's called, but essentially you mount it to your bone and it ain't moving anywhere. Um, so it's a pretty cool site, though. I'm pretty excited.
2: Looks pretty cool. If I was to ever get like a up pin type site, I think something like that is what I would do for him.
0: If you're looking for an affordable technical gear style clothing that performs well, that cuts weight from your clothing, but not from your wallet, check out Huntworth. Whether you're hunting early season in Nebraska, mid-season in Ohio, or late season in Iowa, Huntworth has a system to keep you comfortable and focused on your hunt. With early season fast approaching, we highly recommend checking out the Durham Lightweight Hunting Pants and the Midweight Shelton Hoodie. These items paired with an appropriate base layer will perform at a high level in multiple early season conditions in fishing and hunting. So we've been on the search for a new broadhead this year, and after doing some research and kind of looking around, we found this company called Afflictor Broadheads. We got our hands on some of the heads this summer to test out, and guys, I got to tell you, I believe that this head will be in our quiver this fall. Each and every broadhead is hand assembled in their Texas facility by people who truly care about your experience. This year, I'll be shooting the K two Mini and the K two Hybrid, and I got to tell you, I'm absolutely loving them. They fly great. They're extremely durable. And the penetration is just deadly. I can't express it enough. I also love the practice pin feature these guys came out with. So far, I'm really, really impressed. To learn more for yourself, check them out at AfflictorBroadheads.com. Heck
1: yeah. What else we got?
2: Uh, So, I think that rounds out everything at the ATA um, that we kind of forgot about or forgot to round on. Um, There were a lot of other companies there, but we didn't look into those. Um, So, on to some companies that have been releasing products this week that were not at the ATA. Um, I guess we'll start with Out on the Limb Manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, Matt Garris is the owner. Matt is a thinker uh, he he puts some a lot of thought into his products and you can you can definitely tell some of the innovation in them so he's mm-hmm. he's coming out with a bunch of new stuff. Uh, I think he actually just went live on his page earlier this evening and he was talking about all kinds of stuff he was dropping uh, yeah so, so I guess go oh go ahead
1: you go you're the leader you're the leader <laughs> tonight.
2: I think I think what most people are going to be, uh, what people are going to be the most excited about, is this uh, Flick Rick, which is essentially a big bob yeah. that folds flat. I mean that's, for I mean that's pretty dang cool. Uh, who on our team has a big bob? Does Tyler Sparks have a big bob? Yes. Yeah, Tyler has a big bob, and that that's essentially just like your other one sticks, right? It doesn't. I mean, it packs like a normal one stick. Yep. Uh, whereas this slick Rick, it's adjustable and it'll fold flat. So for packability, the, I mean, that sounds pretty awesome because I know guys are always trying to figure out how they're going to pack their one stick.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty neat. So mine packs away in the meat shelf of my pack, but it's got to go sideways. So mm-hmm. now, now that I know that, that eliminates so much uh super packable uh one of the annoying things with like my ewo one stick going sideways like that horizontally in my meat shelf is that sometimes when you put your pack on you could bump your elbow uh, and then it could like be kind of rubbing your hip a little bit here and there if it switches position on you or something so um that's exciting
2: yeah uh, i don't know i have no other specs on it Um, other than it folds flat. I think now he did not go to the ATA. I I believe he is going to Harrisburg, the great American outdoor show. Yes, And I I think he mentioned on his page that he will have a limited supply of of the slick ricks. Um, So I do not know what the price looks like on those. Uh, I'm assuming it would perhaps be similar to the pricing of the Big Bob, maybe a little bit more if I had to guess. Um, so that's probably what most people will be excited about. The other thing, um, he's, he's coming out with, um, what they're calling a little Joe and it's, uh, um, an adjustable, um, top for a one inch stick. So it was based off of the big Bob's lower step. So it is a, is a top platform that you can put on a one inch stick, but it's, I think it's just smaller than like the big Bob top. So for guys that are wanting a little bit um, smaller platform or or switching out their platforms on the top of their stick, that's going to be a cool little option. Again, I don't know weight or pricing. These are brand new. I think he might have some at the Harrisburg show. I am not sure. Okay. Uh, Other than that, he's got a couple stools that look pretty sweet. Um, The one that he mentioned that I released earlier was the, uh, like a little archery, stool, little dual stool. Um, I think that's coming in at 150 bucks. I don't know how much it weighs, uh, but it's, you know, for that running gun guy kind of sitting off, if you're hunting off the ground, right. It's going to be a good option. Um, cause it, it's, it allows you to at least get into a good sitting position. Um, so that's coming out. He also has a game stool, which I thought I was actually more intrigued by this than his um, archery stool. It's under five pounds. It's kind of like kind of like a tripod seat. Um, it's under five pounds. It's basically a, a tripod. It's um, I think it's the base. It's like 13 inches tall, um, and then it has a four inch adjustment, I believe, to get some more height into it. Yeah. So it it folds up like a tripod. Um, it's five pounds, and then I think it will have an attachment or Earths coming with the hush steed on the top I'm not quite sure or it'll have an attachment for it um and then I think he's looking into offering backrest for it later on yeah so that was pretty cool um that was pretty cool nice little run and gun stool coming from out on the limb yeah so he's got some cool stuff coming out um, not on his website yet it will be at some of the shows um I'm hoping he'll have some at at ours <coughs>
1: Um, I want to hit on something that was kind of dropped in between uh our mobile hunters expo and the ATA. Um Genesis 3D printing company up in Michigan. It's ran by a gentleman by the name of Austin Cantola. Hopefully I didn't butcher your last name. Um He dropped a camera arm for self filming. Um, Super lightweight. Uh, It's called the Sub One. It's under a pound. It is very neat, very foldable, very, very packable. Um, You can slip it in a pretty tiny pocket, honestly. It's actually, uh, well, I'll let you answer this. In your honest opinion, Josh, would you call it? More, less, or the same amount of packability as the um, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Uh, oh, God, what do they call their arm? I'm brain farting here.
2: Oh, now, now you caught my disease. Yeah, I know. I should know it because I ran it for a year.
1: Can I, I well, <laughs> it hit us as you're describing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: So I, I was running uh, the Lone Wolf Custom Gear arm. A pocket arm there you go there we go <laughs> See, as, as we talk
1: about i going into a pocket
2: <laughs> idiots i ran that for a whole year it's a great arm i love the arm i ran the the three arm version stand hunting um but this past so that was two years ago this past year i did mainly saddle hunting um so i was looking for something a little bit different something not quite as long as that arm now there are options on Lone Custom Gear site to do instead of the three arm, you can do the two or a single. Uh, but I was just kind of looking for something different, and then um, Austin was dropping his new arm, the sub one, and I really liked how how it packed. I mean, it it, it compacts pretty dang small, and yeah. it's it's more packable than than that pocket arm. Yeah, um,
1: it was impressive. And yeah. he he caught a little bit of, you know, we'll say negativity from people that claimed that you really need that third section of arm, uh, from the saddle, no, you do not yeah. um, from the stand. Yes, you do. Yes. Um, so we made one with a third section. Um, we have not dropped a video yet on the third section, but if you would like uh, more in-depth info, on that camera arm, head on over to our YouTube channel. It's just Fueled by the Outdoors and click videos. And uh, it's one of our latest videos. You'll see Josh holding out a camera arm and uh, we go in pretty in depth to that. So uh, you can check that out there. Um, yeah,
2: i ran it this past season and so far it's it's been my favorite arm I've ran so far. Um, But for stand hunting, you do need that third arm. Uh, The two arm is is definitely too short. Yep. Uh, Saddle Um, hunting, it's great.
1: Next, I just wanted to put it out there. Um, We've not really seen this, but I felt that it was worth mentioning. Um, The Hitchhiker Pack from Backwoods Mobile Gear, uh, local company here in Ohio. Love Mike to death. He's been super supportive of our expo and just an all-around good dude. Uh, Public land hunter, uh, like that guy and what he does a lot. Um, They're going to be doing some expansion on that pack. It's going to have different storage, add-on pockets, uh, and that's coming in the next week or two. And, uh, Josh, you can kind of just briefly outline your thoughts on that hitchhiker because you got one over the summer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I ran it all this past season. I mean, it's, I like small packs and that kind of fit all of my needs. Now there are some tweaks that I'm hoping he'll make um, what we'll to see it does sound like he's going to make it a little bit more modular adding some other pocket storage on the side, yeah. which is good. I'm hoping he'll change the buckle on the top that like cinches it down Um he did he did change when it first came out, he had the zippers that were kind of clanging. He did change that. Those were not no longer on there, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm hoping he changed that buckle on the top. I would like for him. Maybe I'll talk to him about this and not mention it. Yeah, yeah, don't,
1: don't go, don't go crazy
2: <laughs> there. Um, there are some other things I think he could do to that pack to make it just, just an awesome, awesome early season pack.
1: I agree. Now I I think. So I think that thing was created for a stand and I think if he were to go back and say, okay, what could we do to make this a pack? Not kind of like a, a nice pouch for a stand that kind of fits on like Mm -hmm. you would put your regular pack. I think if he were to go through and think that way, I mean, I honestly think he would rule the world with that thing because like you said early season and really I'll go beyond early season. I'll just say, if i'm not crazy far if i'm a 15 or 20 minute walk from my truck let me get 20 of those like let me mm-hmm. let me get a little pack like that um that i can just carry a little bit of stuff uh you know a guy if he's got a preset out on public or private that's literally all you need and then come back and get your stuff and again that's a, a short walk so whatever you call a short walk what i don't like to get into is If I walk 25, 30, 40 minutes, an hour in, well, i have got to come back, get my stuff. So add that time in there and then go back to the deer and then come back out again. And I've used all that energy and all that time. And now I'm probably pretty fatigued and I have to haul a deer out. It's not gonna be a good night for me. So I'd rather just bring it all out at once. But as we said, little pack like that goes a long way when you don't have a long walk.
2: And and like you said, it was made for a stand, essentially or initially. And I I ran it as a regular pack. So
1: yeah, um, we were kind but, of not using it for
2: what it should have been. <laughs> yeah, I I I envisioned it as a regular pack, and that's how I used it. So, but hopefully- I bet if you
1: showed him what you did, he um I think you're gonna end up creating something that's pretty badass.
2: Yeah. Okay. So moving on to another,
1: I'm going to, I'm going to mention this one just so, um, I know that we're focused on it. So I'm going to bring this one up again. Another thing that was dropped in between our expo and the ATA innovating the outdoors ran by Kyle Skelly, uh, dropped something that was pretty cool. Um, I am beyond excited to play with this more and more and more. Uh, He made something called a stick hitch and essentially just got these little plastic hooks that he prints that go on the mole part of your saddle, uh, the little loops. And then you've got a little bracket that goes over your stick and you just slide it right onto the hook. So as you ascend the tree, you can just pull them right off they stay right on your saddle perfectly, and you can just pull them right off as you go. You don't have them swinging around. You don't have some, you know, rigged up. whatever Well, I won't go into that too much, but uh, you know, some rig job where basically your sticks are swinging all over the place. You're making noise, or you know, and and really, in my opinion, just not being efficient. when you're not efficient, you're not quick, quiet, or confident.
2: Um, the, the three Cs, even though one's a Q. <laughs> Quiet. Yeah, I, need, I need to check out that stick hitch, because that's essentially what I did this past season. Yep. But I was running like a, a metal version for tools. Yeah.
1: You had a cool uh, mod, though. That was cool. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring those up also. The other cool thing is, and I, I really respect this, because I hate when people are stagnant and don't try to get better and uh, better their products, if you will. I think there's too much narcissism within our community. So to see him beef up his bow hangers, the dewclaw, and his uh, scouting perch for your trail cams, um, he beefed up those things considerably. They're nice. The um, His bow hanger, the dewclaw, is also no longer ordered in a right or a left hand. It just is right and left-handed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got rid of the acorn on the end of the M steel mm-hmm. rope. And um, you can now customize how many gear hooks you want as well. I like one single gear hook. One, I don't have the other gear hooks ever there to clang against the others. Even if you you know wrap them up, I just, I don't, I wasn't, a huge fan of that part uh even though some people like i mean there's people look at our boy bob he's got stuff all around the tree so um some people need them and like them and all that i I was a fan that i could just choose how many hooks i want and then i could do right or left handed because before you could only order it right or left handed and when you had like let's say you're a a right-handed guy and you're hunting from a tree stand well you need it to be on your left. Well, when you're saddle hunting, you also need it on your left, you know, your left hand, your bow hand. Well, now it's on the right. You can't do anything about it really. And that sucked. So now, you know, we're kind of out of the woods there. And then, you know, with the the scouting perch for your trail cams, it's like a good option if you don't know. Um, It's something that you basically uh, screw into the bottom of your trail camera and then you strap it to the tree and you can adjust right left up and down you know pan whatever to get your trail cam pointed at the right angle and in the right spot and um he beefed those up considerably so those are not only going to be stronger but they're going to last a lot longer too
2: yeah and if i believe um his original ones we have a youtube video on those right yes, yes. yeah 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 we, we did that. Um, so if you want a more in-depth look at a scouting perch, we'll, again, we'll put a link to the YouTube video uh, in the notes. Um, and then just keeping in mind that he has kind of upgraded it and they are better. They were good before. They're even better now. So.
1: Heck yeah. All right. So you you take this one, Josh.
2: Okay. This is another product that was released this week. I think it is available for pre-order right now. And I believe they went live this evening describing more about it, but Exodus uh, trail cameras. Well, Exodus, what's their name? The Exodus outdoor gear. Yeah. Exodus, Exodus outdoor, outdoor gear. gear. Yeah. Uh, they just went through rebranding and stuff this past year, but Exodus outdoor gear. Um, they put out a new cell cam. It's called the rival. Um, and it looks like a pretty dang good option. It is more, budget friendly compared to their other cell cams i i won't say that it is the most budget friendly personally i would call it kind of middle of the road yes uh, um i want to say it's it's retailed at 179 so it is considerably less than the render um so if you're a big fan of the render i think you will be an even bigger fan of the rival um especially at that price point um, but it is, I believe, one hundred seventy-nine dollars. It comes with. Here's the crazy part: as at that price point, I don't think there's any other cell cam on the market that offers this. They still offer their five-year no BS warranty and five-year theft and damage coverage. So, if you include that into like the pricing, it's pretty dang good. Well,
1: that's the thing. I didn't think they were going to do that. I, I had heard that they were not going to do that. So when we saw that tonight, I thought, damn, that's uh,
2: pretty significant. Oh, yeah. So I guess similar price to the newer reveal cams. They're pros, I guess. It would yes. be similar price. However, you're getting that five-year no BS warranty. Yeah. And, which and is, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's that's pretty damn good.
1: Yep um it it is Uh, i'll kind of touch on that a little bit uh i have heard some things from people about other companies we won't like mention names or anything but um bigger and smaller companies that are absolute shit with customer customer service some of them you're talking to james and jenny love from you know some country over in asia or something like I say James and Jenny love because somebody called me once from like India and he's like, could I talk to Chris Leppert? I'm like, oh yeah, who is this? And uh, why do you want me? And what's your name? And he's like, my name's James. And I started laughing I said, James what? And he's like, Smith. And I was like, "Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, you sound like a Smith bro. And uh, I was like, what's your boss's name, Jenny? Jenny, what? Jenny Love. It's like, can we just be honest with each other? He's like, I'm in India and they make us pick English names and I started dying. I was like, well, I appreciate your honesty anyway. So all, all I wanted to do was quote the horrible bosses, Atmanand. <laughs> oh, he keeps correcting them. Um, so I think that having customer service that you get with Exodus outdoor gear is going to go a long way, especially if you run a considerable amount of cameras. Mm -hmm. When you have, when you have that many, I don't care what company you go with. You're going to have issues high end, low end, whatever things happen. You can't expect they're electronic. You can't expect to not run into things when you don't have to bullshit and you can just, Get right to what you need to and get it taken care of, get something replaced or whatever, you can't touch that. And those guys are known for that. So, just to kind of throw that out there, and we have, you know, aside from them attending the expo as a vendor, we're not in any way like, you know, we're talking them up a little bit, but we're not sponsored by them or anything. We just have a lot of respect for them. Uh, They're a fellow Ohio company, and myself personally, I have a deep appreciation for good customer service. I think most companies struggle with that. They're terrible, and it makes me want to slam my head into a wall. Mm -hmm. So something to consider, uh, even though that is a higher price, I also, I have to agree with Josh, it is not a budget priced trail camera. I would call that middle of the road as well. Um, We've ran the Moultrie mobile edge, for the season I have Uh Uh, and I only, I only bought one, but it's a hundred dollar camera. I think you can get two for 179.99 at like Walmart or somewhere, I I forget, maybe on Amazon. But uh, now their data is expensive though. But so far that camera has been money all year. I haven't had an issue and I'm not a big fan of Moultrie. Um, I think their card reader sucks. It always, breaks. So anyway, I'll quit ramble.
2: Yeah, but just quickly going over specs, um, if you're comparing the Rival to the Render, same. 23 second trigger speed, 70 flood detection distance. Now, I don't, there's got to be some difference in like the tech and maybe the lenses and stuff in them. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but like the Render has like a 25 second photo transmission. The Rival has a 30 second trans or photo transmission. I don't really know if that matters to anyone. I'm just throwing that out there and uh, comes with like the same type of data plans that they always offer. So pretty cool option. I am more excited about their non cell cameras because I think they're supposed to come out with some SD cameras Mm -hmm. um, later in the year. And I wanna say that again, those are gonna be more quote unquote budget friendly, I think.
1: They should do that around June. Are you listening, Chad, Jake? Cam
2: release it around June and come to the mobile hunters. Expo, baby. Yep. It's in the South. We're calling it the South.
1: Yep. Well guys, like always, we really appreciate all. We appreciate that. Josh is going to say some more stuff.
2: Yes. So this isn't necessarily about we're, we're just going to tease a company. Um, I don't, Chris, do you want to take this?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll take it. Um, That sounds weird. Uh, So (laughs) we have been minorly, slowly uh, sort of working with a company. Um, Were we supposed to mention the company name or not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. So we've been working with a company called hunt 3d and they are going to be a 3d printing company for hunting products and you know accessories we'll call it Uh, we're not going to go into any products that they make because we don't want anybody else to get a jump on them we work with other 3d printing companies and we would never you know we work with all kinds of companies and we would never in our lives you know betray any kind of trust, you know. any any kind of product development that's been shared with us. Mm-hmm. We're never gonna share that. Just like when you send me or Josh a picture of a big deer, that's not leaving. Nobody's allowed to see that, right? So that's kind of how we look at that. So what we will say is they're going to turn some heads. We've been talking about a very specific product that they are developing. And i I would say it's probably gonna blow some minds um. now let's talk about the terminology that we <laughs> so, are <laughs> we all have to say
2: there's kind of a, a standard in the in- industry right now you have like the standard what do they call like FDM uh, fusion deposition modeling I believe that's what it's called that's it's what a lot of companies use right now as far as 3D printing things you No, know, okay. this company they should have more capabilities and capacities as far as developing some products, because I believe they're using like industrial size printers. $1 million. Yeah. They're not, they're not the small printers. These, these are some, these are real deal printers. So freaking crazy.
1: So kind of exciting to know that yet some more cool stuff is headed our way. It's such an exciting time to be a gear nerd right now. Um, I, I don't know. I just yep. feel like this is going to be a fun year with all the toys we're going to get to check out and play with at the expo. And it's going to be cool. They will be at the expo.
2: Yeah, they, they should be at both shows. Yep. So let's yep. so um, hunt 3D. So if you're interested in kind of keep an eye out, I'm not yep. sure when they plan on dropping things, but. Oh yeah. It, it, it's coming this year.
1: Heck yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, wanna just go ahead and uh, hit on this in every podcast cause we're terrible about saying it, but please subscribe to our podcast, maybe share it with a buddy if you don't mind, um, one of your hunting buddies or something and uh, subscribe to our YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, we do a lot of gear review vids, tutorials, Um, we've got some hunts on there as well, some fishing trips. We've got fishing trips and hunts to drop as well as a crap load of gear tutorials. We're going to be firing all that out there really soon. And as always, we really appreciate your support and you listening to our podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Chris Leppert, joined by Josh Luck tonight. My uh, third co-co-host, we'll call you the (laughs) You are now the Coco host. (laughs)
2: Right.
1: Um, With all that said, thanks so much. Have a great night, guys. See
2: ya.